Good morning. This is Eileen Epps Hamilton within the Word Ministries, and I'd like to welcome you to this week's edition of Morning Reflections, where we help you begin your day with God. We're continuing our dialogue on learning to see with spiritual eyes. And our scripture comes out of Jeremiah 5 and 21, and it reads, Hear this now, O foolish people, without understanding, who have eyes and see not, and who have ears and hear not. Last week, we kicked off this study on spiritual eyes, and we talked about the things that cause people not to want to hear God speak. The biggest of those were that there is no standard of right or wrong in the 21st century. We have an absolute perspective of what's right and wrong. What's right for me is right for me, and what's right for you is right for you. People want what they want, including freedom to choose what fits their preferences and their lifestyles, even if it means disobedience to God. We talked about the fact that during these end times, we must be even more intentional and vigil and alert by seeing our world through spiritual eyes. We spoke of the disciples having to develop a new view of the world, and that began as they listened to Jesus as he taught on the Sermon on the Mount. It was the kingdom view. Believers would have to see things differently than the rest of the world. They would have to see with spiritual eyes. When we're looking beyond what we can see, it gives us the ability to see as it's associated with the things in the biblical record. It has been linked to wisdom. In Job 42.5, it said that I have heard of you by the hearing of the ear, and now my eyes see you. We've linked it to salvation. In Ephesians 1.18, we talked about having eyes of our heart enlightened that we may know what is the hope to which he has called us to. The glorious inheritance in the saints. And we talked about discernment. Do not judge by, by appearance, but judge with right judgment. This is by no means an exhaustive list, but it helps to expand our understanding of seeing with spiritual eyes. Seeing with spiritual eyes help us to look beyond what we can see. To see or not to see, the prophet Jeremiah was referred to as a heartbroken prophet. He labored for more than 40 years proclaiming a message of doom to the stiff-necked people of Judah. Despite Jeremiah's many warnings, they did not see that their behavior was headed for a collision with the judgment of God. Judah continued to worship idols, disobey God's covenant, and practice social injustice. Hmm, sounds a little bit like 2022, doesn't it? Their lack of vision and refusal to surrender to God's will resulted in exile to Babylon for 70 years. Judah's loyalty had become divided and had been blinded by the things that Satan gave and showed 
verses than the things that God had taught them. What are some barriers to seeing spiritually? What are the things that stand in the way? The usual suspects stand as a barrier are our flesh, the world, and Satan. Our flesh is the natural or unredeemed part of us that takes us away from the purpose of God. Our flesh sees what natural eyes and with natural eyes and refuses to obey the leading of the Holy Spirit. It's not really a little devil sitting on your shoulder. It's really who you are that hasn't given over totally to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Paul the Apostle noted that it was impossible even for a natural man to see with spiritual eyes. In 1 Corinthians 2.13 and 16 he says, And we depart this in words, not taught by human wisdom, but taught by the Spirit. The natural person does not accept the things of the Spirit, for they are folly to him and cannot be understood. The second thing that is a barrier to seeing with spiritual eyes is the world. The world is that which is contrary to the things of God. It includes lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. We are told by the Apostle John that those who love the world do not love God. Divided loyalty ultimately leads to disobedience. Let me say that again. Divided loyalty leads to disobedience. In Titus 1.16, Paul shares this thought that they profess to know God, but they deny him by their works. They are detestable, disobedient, and unfit for any good work. And he was referring to the so-called Christians who were worshiping there, that they said that they believed in God, but if you looked at their works, if we looked at the things that they had done, the fruits of their labor, we found that they were disobedient and unfit. James in chapter 4 and 8 says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Double-minded, double-divided loyalty. And finally, Satan does what Satan always does. He discourages, he deceives, he destroys. Of all the barriers, Satan is the greatest challenge. Why? Because most people don't believe he exists. He remains the unseen puppeteer behind the curtain. I like to use that phrase in referring to him. He's the puppeteer behind the curtain. When we see the evil in the world, when we see the travesties and injustices that are taking place, it is not the person we see, but it's usually Satan behind the curtain who is whispering words that are being followed. But he is real. Look for him. Where there is conflict, confusion, or chaos, you will find him. But you will need to see with spiritual eyes. Our flesh, the world, and Satan keep us from viewing the world as it really exists. In addition, the postmodern 21st century worldview has created a distorted picture of what we see. This is especially true when identifying sin, because sin isn't acknowledged for the detestable thing that it is. 
it is seen as an illness, a sickness, a habit, a predisposition, um, but a sin is still a sin. Our spiritual sensibilities are slowly being dulled. The ultimate goal, of course, is complete spiritual blindness. That's where Satan wants us. So how do we gain spiritual sight? How do we gain spiritual sight? I think I'm going to stop right here and um, save that last piece for next week on how do we gain spiritual sight. And I refer you back to the various scriptures that we spoke about today. Meditate on them just as we did on last week. Choose the scripture that speaks to you and ask those three questions that we used last week. Number one, how does that scripture relate to your personal walk with God? How does it influence your view of 21st century society? And finally, what new insight did the Holy Spirit reveal to you in that scripture? Use the opportunity to meditate on his word and ask those questions so it can soak into your spirit. And for and by any chance that you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, that's the first place you have to begin because you cannot see the things of God with your flesh. It has to be occupied and guided by the Holy Spirit that comes to dwell within you once you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You just, it just doesn't make sense until we introduce the Holy Spirit into the reading of it. To do that, it's easy. Just go to our website, itwministries.org, and click on the invitation. Accept Jesus as your personal Savior and experience the freedom that is possible with following Jesus Christ and learning to see with spiritual eyes. That's it for today. Please share this podcast with your friends and family. And next week, we're going to pick up right where we left on how we can gain spiritual sight. And for those of you who follow the exercises and meditate and answer those questions, go to our website again at the end to the comment section and um, share with us some of the things that you're learning about seeing with spiritual eyes. Thank you. Have a great week. And we'll see you next week on Morning Reflections. Bye-bye. Thank you.